August 30th, 2020 payback results. Your kickoff show match had Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan defeat the Iconics in a nine minute kickoff show match. Bobby Lashley wins the US Championship. Big E pins Sheamus. Matt Riddle defeats King Corbin. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax win the tag team titles. Keith Lee pins Randy Orton. Ray and Dominic Mysterio beat Seth Rollins and Murphy. And Roman Reigns wins the Universal Championship. This has been your Payback 2020 results. Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Oh yeah, round and round, round they go. I get around, still clown with the underground when we come around. Round and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their hopes in check. Cause though they sweat a brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. To tell me that she needs me. Cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Lady, take it easy. Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey yo, bust it. Baby got a problem saying bye-bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass why don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. <laughs> And ain't no need in being greedy If you wanna see me, try to keep a number, baby, when you need me And I'll be there in a jiffy Don't be picky, just be happy with this quickie But when you learn, you can't time it down, baby, dog Check it out I get around What you mean you don't know? Round and round Uh, Mr. Shakur Rest in peace Rest in peace Is that today? I believe so. September 13th, 1996. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible. God, I, hate, I hate that term, but gone way too soon. Just yeah. Way, Bro, way he too was, soon. He was, what, 24, 26, something, something like that? Uh, take, take a look at that and see. I'm pretty sure he was, you know, and he lasted. Yo, it was... The Mike Tyson. 25. He was 25. He was 25? Yeah. yeah. I hit literally both the other numbers. He doesn't even hit the average. The analogy of my fucking golf game. <laughs> Just get right around it. <laughs> right. There, you go. there you go. Um, I believe September 7th, 1996 was the Tyson Selden fight, which he got shot at right after. Right. So, a little on this date. Rest in peace, Tupac. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, Sons of Slam is starting and in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, what's going on? It is Football Sunday. <laughs> it is, is it Football though? Sunday. The 49ers are back. 
We got a game at 425, I believe, here okay. on the East Coast, which is where I live. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm a 49er fan. If you haven't picked up on it, I'm not going to fucking tell the story all over. <laughs> uh, As I look at you in the Zoom, all decked out. I, look, I'm going to stand up right now. I'm perfect. Number 85. Red shorts. <laughs> red shorts. Red shorts. I got the fucking the George Kittle jersey on. My Niners fitted. Nice. I'm ready. The whole nine, if you will. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I'm not laughing at that. I'm not. <laughs> How dare you? That was that was punny. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I am just on a roll. Oh God. All right. So this week was lather some butter on you. You're on a roll. I'm on a roll, baby. What are you saying? Toast it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> we got some shit to talk about here. Uh, a little uh, week of weeks with uh, seems like uh, Black Wednesday part duh, all over again. Yeah, but not any notable names. I mean, so, hang on. Not as many notable names. Okay, so weren't notable names other than I would say Gerald Briscoe and uh, IRS. IRS. Um, Mr. Mike Rotundo. Um, these were already people who were furloughed, come to find out, and they already expected to be released. Um, I'm just waiting for this song to play out because there you go. I got it around. Um, they were already expecting to be released, apparently. And. Uh, they already knew, so people were already looking for other jobs uh, in the meantime while was, this was going down. Um, the major uh, casualties in this uh, round of cuts for WWE uh, came from, not surprisingly, uh, the live event uh, status crew over there. Yeah, their whole staff. The whole staff. So basically, because there's no live events, I mean, other than, I mean, it's where people are, are there. So it doesn't matter. You're not, you're not having... Uh, people booking for flights you know having people booking for uh i mean that's very minimal because you do have some wrestlers that are are out of state coming in um but most of them live in florida uh we're not looking at other arenas you're not looking to book other uh, venues right now it's just the one venue in amway center it will soon go back to uh the the pc um that's another piece of news that came out that uh the amway center is uh booked and reserved for wwe for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. and uh, that contract for that ends in the beginning of November. So, it, funny enough, they actually pushed back a pay-per-view. Not back. They pushed up a pay-per-view mm-hmm. to fit that time criteria. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at Thunderdome for probably another month, half, month and a half, until uh, the beginning of November. And then we shall see what happens there. I'm, I'm assuming that they'll go back to the PC. Uh, but funny enough, people were kind of surprised with this. Uh, were surprised, according to re- to uh, reports, were surprised and not surprised at the same time because WWE, with everything going on, apparently are still in a in a windfall. They're they're making profit because there's no yeah. expense really, other than right now the arena that they're in. Um, yeah, but their stock ain't doing shit. Their stock is not doing a damn thing. Um, people were surprised by the layoffs because, again, because of the money and cash that's being saved up by WWE, and yet they had all these cuts. Yeah, uh, from, from people that uh, they don't seem they don't find essential now. Uh, they're they're going to be essential at some point, I guess. They'll be rehired back because WWE is not going to, for the rest of their lives, have uh, one venue with nobody in it. <laughs> so, uh, at some point, they're going to have to, you know. Do an about face and come back to uh, reality when everything clears up. But um, 
as of right now, these these people are were furloughed, uh, no, and no longer needed. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't say it's along the lines of Black Wednesday, right? But so it was some many jobs, some about rather sixty people, especially especially Jerry Briscoe and and uh, yeah, and IRS. Those were two big two big names. There. Briscoe, uh, thirty some odd years, thirty five years, yeah. um, in the in the company. Um, and uh, the exact quote from a uh, from a source, I know, uh, quote, I know from different people there, when they saw the profit numbers, they were like, okay, that story. When it first happened, they thought the company was in dire straits, and then it came out that the company wasn't in dire straits whatsoever. So it's kind of like, well, that was bullshit. And then when they didn't get brought back, when they said that they were going to, then a lot of people started looking for jobs and realizing that the gig was up. Um, and it was noted that WWE proved that they could live without them. <laughs> and uh, a lot of releases also came from departments that WWE isn't isn't using anymore. Uh, that we yeah. just talked about booking travel and venues. Um, yeah, kind of uh, a kind of screwed up. It is uh, screwed up to say the least. Even though they're not uh, apparently not doing that that poorly with uh, money. But uh, but yeah, it's actually about uh, seventy employees that were, were let go. Oof. Yeah. But not one superstar. Like they didn't let superstars go this time. Uh, no, it was all just all, live event this crew. Is all pretty much, pretty much live event crew, and uh, yeah, and uh, people that booked the the venues. So uh, you had actually mentioned the Thunderdome, yes, and the uh, the Amway Center and all that. Yes, it was the Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. That date has been changed to October twenty fifth. Thank you. It was previously November first. Okay. And they did that obviously, presume or presumably, to get you know one more event inside the Thunderdome. Okay. Uh, the Thunder, their contract with the Amway Center expires on the thirtieth, October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Yes. Okay. Um, that being said, not going to be good numbers. I'm going to assume for the Hell in a Cell match because it's going up against UFC 254, mm, right. which is Khabib Gaethje. Yeah. And that's going to be a, banger. a fucking <laughs> banger. It's going to be yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I want to reconsider that date. I'm going to be torn. I might have to put the fucking, I might have to put the UFC bout on the TV and then, you know, just have the phone in the corner on Hell in a Cell. I don't know. I Actually, think... no. What am I talking about? I'm going to watch Hell in a Cell and I'm going to fucking wait until the Khabib Gage imagine. Only watch that probably. Right. Because it's, it's still going to end before. That match even starts. Oh yeah, all yeah. yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah, I mean, you talk about like an 12 o'clock start for uh, yeah, for that fight. exactly. Start for the main card. The main card. <laughs> the main card <laughs> that ends at three in the morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, you you can do both. <laughs> you can do both. Uh, uh, yeah, just it's crazy that with with everything going on over there. Um, f- funny enough, with crazy storylines and things going on, um, we never talked about. Uh, or we we we've been talking about. The, the hacker storyline or lack thereof and yes. why that never materialized to anything. Um, and people had assumed in the beginning who it was uh, that it was Mustafa Ali with the blue circle and blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back. They kind of nixed the storyline and he comes back to little fanfare. He had two matches and now he's gone again. He, they just don't know what to do with him. Um so uh, reports say that uh, I'm trying to trying to find it here. Give me a second. Um, 
Mustafa Ali was was moved over to Raw by his request. Uh, they were told by current WWE writer close to the situation that Ali wanted to switch brands because, quote, he was tired of being ignored by Bruce and Ed, Bruce Pritchard and Ed Kosky. Um, Mustafa Ali went to Vince McMahon and asked to be switched over to Raw because at the time, under Paul Heyman, Raw was building the future <laughs> to the future, which a lot of people wanted to switch over to, to him because he was bringing up all these new talents, which he was. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon then rejected every idea for Ali's hacker storyline that Heyman and the Raw creative team pitched to him. So there you go. It was described to us that Mustafa Ali, who is well-liked by the roster, being stuck in limbo. Um, and Vince is, is uh, his new philosophy, it says here, which I, I, I didn't think that was a new philosophy. It's always the same philosophy with him, uh, of not waiting to build up new superstars and only pushing those who are already established to not play to Mustafa Ali's favor, which is why you don't really see him now. Damn. Which is so funny. he was a mysterious. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, they did the whole circle light thing, yeah. like Iron Man. That was the whole gimmick, pretty much. That was it was him. So, so was, there's your confirmation who the hacker was, and that storyline, dead and buried. Fuck. Yeah, that was a that good sucks. one too. It, it, it captivated everybody, and it had you potential. Just, it, had, it definitely did. It had a lot of potential. Definitely did. And now this goes along the the graveyard lines of of uh, GTV. Uh, now the hacker, the anonymous uh, uh, raw general manager. All these storylines that never had a, a clear, concise end result. And again, I think we should just put them all in a bag, put make it one person, and it just end the whole thing with all storylines. Just say, this person here was blah, 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 blah. And whoever you want to just shoot with a rocket as far as uh, momentum and, and push, make it that person, whoever you like in the moment, <laughs> and, and that's it. How would you be able to put all three of them into one storyline? Let's see. Uh, it has to be someone. It would have to be. It would have to be somebody who was around. Yeah, for a while during the GTV era. Yes. So Orton. <laughs> Orton. No. <laughs> I think that's really it. Um, yeah, that's Orton Hardy. Hardy, maybe. Hardy was another one. There was Kofi. No, not Kofi. He wasn't around back then. No, he wasn't around for GTV. It, like GTV was what? Talk like about early two thousands. <laughs> Talk about like that area. Like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah but there's no There's way. nobody. There's nobody unless unless, you, unless back. you have, yeah, unless you have someone come back as a manager for a Mustafa Ali, and that's how it ends up. And Whoever did GTV was also ways. the Raw general manager, and now they are the manager for Mustafa Ali, who is the mysterious hacker. Bring back Eric Bischoff. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Probably not going to do that after a couple weeks ago on Wednesday night. Well, he was only there one time. It, only, it, it didn't matter. It was a one-off. It didn't matter. You haven't seen Bret <laughs> Hart back on fucking WWE television, have you? You will. Yeah, it's been a year. I mean, what, what what else was he doing even before that? Like he wasn't on WWE TV. Yeah, but it was you know ever since he came back and apologized to when he apologized to Sean because you know mm. he was the one that fucked up. Bret mm. screwed Bret. Bret screwed Bret. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh man, the, the, speaking of Bret, I just really quickly the. Uh, there was a, a you know we all know the story about WCW and the the rise and fall. There was another take that I saw on YouTube, um, and just watching uh, his just such such a descent for him. And WCW was the worst move he could have ever made. And in hindsight, it, it was just horrible. And that in the moment when this when the screw job happened, and he's so proud to to letter in the sky WCW. 
he gets over there, and you couldn't have gotten more buried as a top superstar. I don't know if, they, if like Nash and, and Hogan, who were you know in charge at that point, were like, you know what, we it's our time to to get back at him. <laughs> Just like you know what, screw this guy. Uh, we'll we'll put him in in horrible storylines. Uh, we'll switch him over to the NWO because why not? Everybody else was in the NWO. There was nobody else on the roster other than maybe Flair and Sting that weren't in DDP. Um, and then Sting yeah. eventually ended up joining the NWO. Didn't well, he? Uh, the red and black. Yeah, the Wolfpack. Right, Wolfpack. Wolfpack okay. yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Because it was you know, 15 different MWO factions. Um, yeah, LWO. LWO. Um, uh, yeah, Red and Black. Uh, and then uh, and then getting injured by by Goldberg, just like, by, <laughs> because of course he can't wrestle for shit. Getting kicked, his, his head just knocked off with a with a kick to the face. Uh, and leaving him concussed. Uh, and that was Hart's career in WCW, just a shit show. Anyway, I digress. Um more news. And that's our Bret Hart talk. Bret Hart talk. <laughs> Do it every week. Uh, that was yeah. Mustafa Ali uh, was the was the uh, the hacker. Um, WWE only banning certain superstars from third party deals. Continuation of our story from last week. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, WWE told superstars that they are no longer permitted to accept their third party deals. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that superstars will have to ask the company permission prior to starting a third-party page like <laughs> it says Cameo or OnlyFans. If I find a oh. WWE OnlyFans, take my money. Uh, they are allowed to do this by using their real name, but there are also a ver- variety of factors which could prohibit them from doing so. Uh, let's see what else here. The matter will I'm be determined assume- through the specifics and communication. In other words, it seems like things are on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that it's something along the lines of getting grandfathered in. So whoever has these raging Twitch accounts, <laughs> you know AJ Styles mm. and freaking uh, Paige, Zelina. Paige, there you go, Zelina Vega. Right. People who get brand deals like Lana, those people are probably gonna be grandfathered in because let's be honest, they're bringing names to they're 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 bringing people to the they're they're bringing in views. Mm-hmm. They are. That's just a fact. Right. And even if Paige isn't on the fucking WWE roster anymore, I guess you would call it, she still brings in a bunch of fucking views, even if it's for herself. Right. Right. But you change that to Soraya, that's, you know, I don't understand how they could, if she were to change it to a real name, which I don't see how, w, why would WWE own your real name when it's not the name that you use on television? Right. You know? I don't think WWE, I don't think, owns Thea Trinidad. They probably own Zelina Vega. Mm -hmm. They definitely do. All that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, They they own Aleister Black. They probably don't own Tommy, whatever the fuck he (laughs) went on on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you'll see an influx of of, uh, uh, Twitch accounts, cameos, podcasts. Speaking of which, Alexa Bliss uh, has a new podcast. Um, it, it was like the day after we said it. Like, just come up with your own uh thing that you can do, your podcast, like after the bell, mm-hmm. um, and brand it as WWE and let it let it go as something that um that they can do and be free with saying what they want to say, but it's still under the WWE umbrella, like Corey Graves has with his podcast. Um, you know, and they- Alexa Bliss is a different animal though because like. Corey Graves, I get. He's a broadcaster. There's no gimmick to that. Mm-hmm. The New Day, I get, because they are the ultimate babyface. And even if they were to be a heel, 
it's not going to really reflect that much in the podcast. Right. But Alexa Bliss is a different animal, and I'll tell you why. Sure. Because of The Fiend. You have her go into the storyline with The Fiend. I that's The Fiend is something I think is one of the last things that kayfabe should not really be broken for. So then how are they going to pull this off? I, I don't know. Like, how do you have this, like, this revelation or this, this, this awesome thing that happened on Friday during SmackDown with her? And then she goes on a podcast and is like, hey, everybody. Like, it, you want me to break kayfabe right now? Sure. Oh, Go on to course. Alexa Bliss's Instagram. Probably not going to be there by now, by whenever you listen to this. Mm-hmm. But if you go on her Instagram right now, she posted a picture with her boyfriend, I guess. Uh, and her hair is completely down. And there's not a single dreadlock in it. And I'm just like, yo, at least do that for me. You can put your hair down. Have the dreadlock in there. Right. Like, at least do... The Fiend is a, is a different animal when it comes to the wrestling community. Yeah. Un- uncool with Alexa Bliss is the name of the, the podcast. I'll probably give it a listen to. Okay, I'll definitely give it a listen to, especially now with, with everything going on. I'm, I'm kayfabe. I would like to know um, how she approaches this. And if she's going to. That's gonna, an interesting way to think about it. I did not think about it that way. Take, well, if she takes. I went real Jim Cornette uh, <laughs> angle on that. <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, if she's going to go in this whole, you know, Sister Abigail way, if she goes on this podcast and is in the same mode, then I know it's just, it, it's, it's all just kayfabe and, and you're, you're under the, the umbrella of the product. But, uh, yeah, if she starts like talking like, like she normally does and just talks about her boyfriend all day and. Then I know it's it's yeah you might have some some listeners that aren't uh, I don't know be confused by the whole by the whole thing yeah we shall see um, my last thing here uh, before we get to I'm sure you have some other stuff um, they had uh, uh, this whole swerve with the um, uh, the money in the bank uh, mm-hmm. situation with the briefcase that Miz and uh, Otis and uh, John Morrison are going through with this whole uh, switcheroo thing. So this past Friday on SmackDown, uh, he had it. This time he had it in his briefcase in a lunchbox. Was the money in the bank contract? He opens it up. He starts eating it. But before he eats it, um, the the report goes: the contract might not be valid, and here's why. Uh, uh, every contract has a loophole. It might be uh, discovered by eagle-eyed fans. On the contract, it says uh, he had on on Friday. 2015 Money in the Bank letter match. Uh, it says 2020 on the bottom next to his name, but the body of the text includes 2015. <laughs> God damn. People, people are, are eagle-eyed, man. I, I was like, yeah, precise. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure the name of that article is Eagle-Eyed Fan eagle-eyed points fan out. Points out. Yeah. yeah, so apparently on, on it, and if you go back, you can see it's 2015 on the, in the body of the, of the actual message, and it's 2020 on the bottom. Um, see, that's why you have... Marky fans, you gotta rely on them. <laughs> to go Marky to, fans, oh my to, god, to uh, to pull that it should off. be the name of this podcast. Marky fans with Chris and Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all my stuff. So I just very funny. I just found that pretty uh, funny that uh, he's got an old. They, they can't make, really. I mean, is is that is time so bad right now that we just can't come up with an updated contract? <laughs> like you have to have an old one. Uh, anyway, what do you got? They could ju- they could have just genuinely forgotten about it. Just like, hey, nobody's gonna see this. Uh, we we missed the fifteen. <laughs> we forgot to change it. Nobody will see that. There's nobody that nah. will pause this this screen and take a look and magnify it to see it's twenty fifteen. Nobody will notice. 
Uh, Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. Cody. Cody. Yeah, no Rhodes. Cody will be a judge on a new reality game show. What a what a crock of shit for that announcement. Called the Go Big Show. <laughs> and it's got a, it's got a pretty, killer lineup. It really does, actually. I mean, with all the bullshit that that announcement, I was so excited and stoked to hear something from Cody since he's been gone for a couple weeks now. And then this is his announcement for, for a game show. With that being so, said, though, go ahead. Quick question. Do you know who Jennifer Nettles is? Because I didn't. She's I, All I know her from is uh, Sugarland, right? I, I don't know. I had no idea who she was. I think she's the lead singer of Sugarland, and I know she sang uh, with. Uh, the only reason why I know this is because I sing it with Lisa or karaoke. Uh, who says you can't go home with Bon Jovi? Um, no. That's uh, who says you can't go home is. Uh, uh, sh- no, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. I have that fucking song. Yeah, no, she is definitely the lead singer of Sugarland. Um, I thought it was Shania Twain. Uh, no. or, or a country artist. <sighs> Oh my God! You know what? Hold on. And this is for me. Thank you very much. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. Thank you. Oh shit, you're right. Ah, oh, it just it hurts. Yeah, just it. Oh, it hurts so much. Jeez. Bitch, you guessed it. I got two. You was right. Thank you. Um, the other yes judges are going to be Rosario Dawson. Mm. Legend, mm-hmm. legend, Snoop Dogg. It legender, yes. Legender, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, and the ultimate legend, the machine, Burt Kreischer is going to be the host. <laughs> the host, Burt <laughs> Kreischer. I'm, su- I'm I'm disappointed that he wasn't shirtless when he he was doing the Me whole too. the whole spiel <laughs> the uh, the announcement. I thought he would have like yeah. He had a button down, so I figured it was just going to like pop open. It's like official gonna... now. He's so official. Maybe maybe he ends every episode with him ripping his shirt off. He's sold out. He sold. He <laughs> they did. said you got to wear a shirt. He did sell out, but that is—I mean, not for nothing for a game show. That but it seems like one of these things is not like the other in this four of uh, judge panel. Jennifer Nettles, accomplished singer. You have Rosario Dawson, accomplished uh, actor. Snoop Dogg, accomplished in all fields, and then Cody. <laughs> and then Cody. And then Cody. An accomplished a semi-accomplished wrestler. A semi-accomplished wrestler who is a EVP of a wrestling brand. Um. Yeah, it just seems very, very out of place. If you ever get the chance, go back and re-listen to the trailer that they give. Like they they had it at the end of uh, at the end of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Bart Kreischer does not know how to pronounce Nightmare correctly. Okay, and if you go back and listen to it, because it's I've I oh, yeah, know this like, because Nightmare. I listened to his podcast uh-huh. with Tom Segura, mm-hmm. and he only says Nightmare, Nightmare, and he goes on this whole spiel in his podcast about. That's the, I've been saying it the wrong way my whole life. Nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he, he did say that. Uh, yeah. Notice, like, what the? Uh, what, what did he say? He's a legend. He's a nightmare. <laughs> he's a Whoa. Nightmare. <laughs> What's that? Right? Say again. Um, I did a, a binge watch uh, this week of uh, the Titan Games with okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. watched that show. Uh, no. it, it's it's really good. <laughs> like, if, if you liked American Gladiators, take that and then just amp it up to. 20 and then they add the, the storylines and my dad died of cancer and my sister has uh, you know some sort of disease but i'm doing it for them and they these games are insane and i thoroughly love every minute of that show and i can't wait for season three uh i bring this up though because this season one of the contestants was dasha gonzalez who yes. uh, you might know from aw as their ring announcer and uh uh backstage host uh, slash announcer 
And she, uh, her story was that she was hurt. She uh, tore Achilles tendon and was hurt, uh, uh, and she had to go out of wrestling. And that her comeback, actually, during the whole tournament, the, the women's tag team tournament, was a big deal for her. And they didn't play that up at all, which just kind of sucks for her. But um, uh, a sidebar, she's absolutely gorgeous. She uh, competed in, in the Titan Games, and she went all the way. They have, like, different games that you have to compete, and then the winner of that goes on to Mount Olympus when they face the, the Titan from the previous episode's win. And it's okay. this huge thing where you go up, you have to climb up this, blah, blah, blah. It's this huge mountain thing. You have to climb up and then get down, and then you pull this big ball and chains and break this thing to get the key. It's a whole thing. She got to that that part, and there's like a <laughs> one of the one of the things is there's a like a log that's about a hundred pounds that you have to lift up and go up a hill, and it's on this track. You have to lift it up and then get to the end point and then lock it in. And she had a mighty tough time doing it, so she did not really? win. Yeah, she she struggled with that, and she did uh, not win. But uh, she she was good. <laughs> she was very impressive, very very athletic. So I just bring that up uh, because it's just uh, the wrestling tie with that. Uh, and if you get a chance to watch it, please, I highly recommend watching that show. Um, anything else? Uh, quick hits right here. If you don't get a chance, if you didn't get a chance to do it, go watch. Uh, <laughs> go watch being the elite this last week. Okay. And watch Brody Lee. I'm sorry, Mr. Brody Lee. Mr. Just completely shit all over the Twitch band. It was <laughs> okay. amazing. It okay. was hilarious. Okay. And uh, last thing, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted from his account, mm. what should I ask Tony Khan? Mm. The first reply to that tweet mm. was, and I quote, Mm-mm. Oh, boy. If the Jaguars win the Super Bowl, will WWE send them a title? Ooh. Right? Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, just as a fucking big dick move. Just that, be like, you like here you should. go. Yes, I here completely, you go. completely agree. Wow, what a great question. <laughs> and then you have someone from the Jaguars come in and throw that belt in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep walking live on dynamite <laughs> just keep walking first segment yeah before they, before they go into the whole intro <laughs> like what they did this this week with uh jericho and mjf just like yeah, exactly <laughs> he walks to the belly he throws in the trash and then they start the whole the whole music um yeah wow that that's an awesome question <laughs> it is it, it's and i i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say they're sending him a title mm. they should yeah no, it's a dick move right? on both ends Speaking of dick moves, uh, they had one. Uh, no, not a dick move. A big dick move. Big dick moves. Speaking of big dick moves, they they WWE pulled one this past Friday, but we'll we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But yeah, they should definitely send a send a uh, <laughs> a belt. That'd be awesome. Um, anything else before we get into ring stuff? That's all I got. Let's get into it. All right. So, uh, the hits from Monday Night Raw. We have if. Uh, uh, just another <clears throat> another episode of of three hours that we just uh, it, it just drags <laughs> it drags and drags and drags but um let's kick things off with drew mcintyre uh randy orton actually in the ring and you hear the sound of an ambulance beeping in the distance and who's driving it but drew mcintyre he he hobbles to the ring gets in the ring and then claymore kicks uh randy orton so that would be a theme uh for the night uh basically comeuppance um we had a continuation of turns uh, since we had that Friday, as far as uh, Hell yeah. heel turns. We I guess we wanted to even it out with both brands. 
they had the Hurt Business uh, taking on Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander. And Cedric was out of frame for a little bit, comes behind uh, on, the, on the floor behind Ricochet and pulls his leg and then goes to town on destroying him. And uh, all, Hell all, yeah. all this, yeah, all this, uh, this uh, reaching out to Cedric from the Hurt Business to try to recruit him uh, finally paid off. And so now we have a heel, uh, Cedric Alexander. And heel Cedric Alexander has joined the Hurt Business. There you go. And I'm really pissed it wasn't Montez. Let's be honest. <laughs> I love being right about stuff, and I wasn't about that uh, one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Shit happens, you know? It does happen. Not only does it happen, but then when it happens, you will oh get you will get this. Stop You're it. wrong. Yeah, we have to. You're so wrong. Yeah. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wrong, 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 wrong. Get the whole thing. You're wrong. You go. You won. You're wrong. Go You're wrong. I just like playing that. Um, you done? For now. Okay, good. <laughs> for now. Um, just this that just was in. Sinister for now, Jesus. For now, this just you in. You turn heel on us. I t- <laughs> I'm going heel, Mindell. Uh, this just in. Sonya Deville's stalker pleads not guilty to all charges. L- yeah, that's what literally, he of course, he's going to plead not guilty. Literally, just came in now. Uh, Philip Thomas uh, the second uh, faces three felony charges in his trial: uh, aggravated stalking, third degree felony, armed burglary, uh, felony punishable by life in prison, armed Oof. kidnapping ransom or reward of a hostage, felony with possible life sentence, and criminal mischief less than $200, second-degree misdemeanor. Um, and he's pleading not guilty to every single one of those. All right. And uh, Screw that guy. <laughs> this was all all filed uh, prior to his uh, scheduled arraignment, which was uh, September 9th, which just happened. So good times. Anyway, we'll see uh, how many life sentences he gets. So yeah, um, now we have heel Cedric in the hurt business, and I don't think I've been happier for an alignment. I, I, they needed a fourth. Let's be honest. They needed, they needed a fourth, and Cedric is uh, is is good. <laughs> Cedric is good, um, but you know what? You know who else is good? Uh, uh, Mustafa Ali, and they have nothing for him. So good for Cedric to finally get something uh, as far as push here. Um, let's see here, we had another street profit on Angel Garza match. Oh, speaking of, of turns, uh, Angel Garza gone. No longer in that that crew of uh, of losers. True. Um, she pieced out. Uh, he pieced out. Peyton Royce uh, taking on Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce gets the win. Um, we figured that was coming. We figured that was coming. But is this is this the end for, for Billy Kay? I feel like they're gonna extend this this thing, uh, and they'll just keep going back and forth. I think Billy. I Kay bet will... she shows up in Retribution. Billy Kay. Yeah. She should pull a Brody Lee and be the leader of Retribution. Ooh, hello. Hello. Should be good. <laughs> that would be good. Call that. We call that uh, armchair booking. <laughs> As I leave my <laughs> arm on my chair. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Mickey James defeat uh, Natalia and Lana. Let's see her business, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Randy Orton uh, defeating Keith Lee by DQ because uh, Drew McIntyre with a, <laughs> with a second Claymore. The funny thing about the, the entire night was that he told Pierce that he just he had to leave and then the second time he forgot his phone. And so he's still in the building, and Pierce is like, I thought you were going to leave. And uh, he's like, no, no, no I, I forgot. I'm, I'm leaving. And then, you know, uh, Charlie was like, I, why are you still here? I was like, uh, I, I swear I'm leaving. So I thought that, I found that very funny. Um, Kevin Owens and Aleister Black just getting buried in Raw Underground. Uh, what? I love that. Did you? Oh, I hated it. I loved it. I do, just, do you like Raw yo, Underground? Listen, 
You, there are not a lot of wrestlers that can fight. This wasn't a fight. This was a fight. This wasn't a fight, though. It was. The, do you ever see a fight during any of these Raw Undergrounds? I mean, kind of. <laughs> like a fight fight? I mean, like, it's it's meant to be like, this is like... It's like a work shoot. It's supposed to be, but when they're doing, like, body slams... Oh, it is. When they're doing body slams and not, like, kneeing each other in the face, like a you like a MMA fight, uh, it, it tends... It's not an MMA fight. It's a Raw Underground fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Raw Underground? I do. You do? Okay. I do. All right. I like the grittiness of it. Okay. I like the the different aspect, bringing something. What I wish they would do. There's no storyline to it, though. But here's the thing. This yeah. is how you can. Uh, there is no storyline to it. It's, You're absolutely it, correct. It's just randomness but every week. The way you can uh, deflect from that, sure, is you just have Raw Underground start at 10 p.m. Raw leaves the Thunderdome at 10. And it goes right right to Raw Underground, and one full hour of Raw Underground, you'll have enough time to build up storylines. Oh my god! Okay. And that's a, that's look. When I first heard about the Raw Underground, that's what I thought was going to happen, because mm. that's the way Shane had put it out like there. The ten o'clock hour, yeah. The ten o'clock hour, right? Ten o'clock hour is going to get a lot grittier. Mm-hmm. But also, if you listen to Mick Foley, he said that when like he we, first introduced yes, the we, Universal we, Title. We mentioned that too. Yeah. But I digress. Yes. If you have it just as a straight hour. And the one full hour they are in that warehouse, wherever the fuck they are, Mm -hmm. it would be a much better product, I think, personally. (sighs) Bring back the dancers. Um, The horrible, horrible dancers. Yeah, everything went down after the dancers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was the moment. It just, it, uh, if they can come up with some sort of like reason behind why this is a thing, like it's just, you just pit two people against each other and that's it. And so you had the two of them, and this is all just a this entire thing. I guarantee is a a a build up for Dabakato. <laughs> like this it entire thing be. is just uh, just to build him up, because right? that's all it seems to do. Is like this what happened this week? Like they had the two of them, they were going at each other for for three segments. Like there was there's, there's been no raw underground that's gone that long, and then all of a sudden Dabakato is is there. Uh, Black gets or uh, Owens gets thrown into or bumps into him, and then all of a sudden he he goes ape shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just give me some sort of like reason why. That's all. That's all. I, I'm just I'm not entertained by it. But give me some reason why I should be. And I, I, maybe this maybe this was the beginning of it as far as like having Owens and Black have some sort of program air quotes in this. Uh, I you know every every match has some sort of begin and end, and this one just is you two go, you two go, no you go. It's, it's it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm probably wrong. You go. No, you go. No, you, you go. go. Now you fight. Now you go. Uh, Riot Squad, blah, blah, blah. Retribution talks. Um, definitely with Dijakovic. And, and uh, you see you see the eyes of Mia Yim. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Dominic Dijakovic. Mm-hmm. It's Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. In the back could be Shane Thorne. Okay. Or they could just have someone there and, you know, they replace him. Right. The front and the bottom, either Casey Catanzaro or Caden Carter, in my opinion, in the back, I'm going to say is... Dio Madden. That's just because what I heard. Dio Madden should, so. should be part of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I didn't see anybody as short as Caden Carter, but uh, I know this person here is, is pretty short. <laughs> is yeah, quite short. Quite Much short. shorter than Mia Yim. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's, this is true. Okay. Perspective. Um. Let's see here. Uh. McIntyre. 
<laughs> the Claymore is Orton for a third time in the backstage area of another ring. They have like 15 different rings in different areas of the Amway Center. Um, uh, although I think this was actually, this looks like it was filmed actually at the PC. I'm, I'm going to take that back. Um, and then the, the main event of the night, which was uh, Mysterio take, Dominic Mysterio taking on uh, Murphy in a street fight. And I said um, on our Zoom call, I said uh, while watching this, I was like, it'd be great if, by the way, Aaliyah is, first of all, she should be a wrestler. She's absolutely gorgeous. And it'd be hysterical if mom and Aaliyah came in with Kendall Sticks at the end of the night, at the end of the match, and just went to town on Murphy. And what happens is they went to town on Murphy at the end of the match um, with Kendall Sticks. Like, they were just all beating him down. <laughs> all beating him down. And I would love to know if they can possibly get the Kendall Sticks sponsored by Louis Vuitton, since everything oh. else that they have on their bodies apparently you don't need the Kendo stick sponsor. You need the tape sponsored by Louis Vuitton. The tape, yes, yeah. But when it breaks, like even in like ingrained in the wood, it says LV. Like it has like the symbol. Um, it, it's just like they they are born and and raised by Louis Vuitton. Like everything that they own uh, is LV. Um, but yes, they just beat the shit out of Murphy with Kendall sticks, and, and then it fades to black, and that was the end of Raw. Um, the best part about it was that as you're saying, because I watched it with you guys and I was ahead like normal. Mm-hmm. And as you're saying, how funny would it be yes, if, <laughs> if the mom and sister just came and just beat the shit out of them with kendo sticks? Mm-hmm. And as you say that, I'm physically <laughs> watching, watching them <laughs> beat the shit out of, out of Murphy with kendo sticks. Uh, see, armchair booking. I love it. But I didn't want to say anything because... Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, because you're like 20 minutes ahead every time we watch. I was like three and a half minutes ahead. <laughs> Close it up. Um, it's just because for some reason you guys don't fast forward through commercials. Uh, we should. Yeah, I don't know why you guys I don't, know why either. don't do that. You stop on forever, but you can't fast forward through a commercial. We just we have a problem just with counting and you know doing the whole thing of pausing and doing the one, two, three, go thing. It just It's very annoying. Yeah, you watch it with two <laughs> teachers, bro. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you think we'd be better uh, or more patient? You're right, though. We should just like. Well, see, here's the thing. Here, okay, uh, whatever. Nobody, nobody cares about this conversation. But here's the thing. <laughs> my live air quote. My live. I watch on YouTube TV. They they have cable. Their live is about a minute ahead of mine. Of my live. Okay. So if even if we went live, I'd still be behind them, which is why we do it. All right. It's a good enough explanation. I, I guess. And nobody else cares. I uh, still don't. I cannot watch a commercial. No, if I was by myself, I I you know, fast forward through everything, <laughs> or I, or I would just tape it and then at eleven o'clock I would just watch it and just you know get through and watch it in two hours. Yeah, it's a freaking hour of commercials. Um, for tomorrow, uh, it's the In Your Face Monday Night Raw edition. They they have these taglines for every single uh, thing that they do now. Um, so the Street Profits are gonna are gonna face uh, Cesaro and Nakamura in a Champions versus Champions match. Uh, Asuka is defending against Mickey James. It's actually this whole card is actually pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins in a steel cage match, and McIntyre and Keith Lee. So I, I'm impressed with all four of those uh, those matches. Um, Hell yeah, that is that's, that's going to be interesting. Do you think this Ray Mysterio? No, not Ray. Do you think Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins uh, storyline heads all the way to Hell in a Cell? Mm, oh jeez. <laughs> and they have a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, I mean, I could see he could take a bump as we've seen. Dominic, I, kid I'm, can take a bump. <laughs> he's taking many bumps. Uh, kid too. can also deliver a bump too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I there, there are other reports. I even mentioned this. Other reports that they have him as like the top babyface on Raw. 
Yeah. Um, which I don't get that yet. Which you have your champion as a babyface. Like, how can you report yeah, you can't, that? You can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't say that yet when you have a champion as uh, Drew McIntyre as the face. Um, but all that being said is that he has the potential to, to get there. Um, again, I feel horrible for uh, Umberto Carrillo because <laughs> you just basically took his spot because you are the yeah. same exact wrestler. Um, uh, just uh, work on the mic. <laughs> That's it. Just work on your mic skills and because uh, he's still lacking there. But, so before uh, we move on really quick, sure. we're going to say that uh, who do you think Randy Orton is going to RKO to cause a disqualification in this match? In uh, the uh, Drew McIntyre-Keith Lee match. Oh, Keith Lee. That's who you think he's going to RKO? Yeah. So you don't like think Keith... he's going to RKO no, Keith, No, he'll RKO Keith Lee. That way Keith Lee gets the win. Ah, true. Okay. But of course, it's DQ, and we can never have a uh, any Raw or SmackDown go without a DQ match. Exactly. Why? Because wrestling. Because Moving wrestling. on to Tuesday. <laughs> Such bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's lazy writing. Uh, Tuesday, Super Tuesday, part two. Uh, we had uh, out of the gate with this match. I thought it was gonna be like the main event, but I forgot we had a, a steel cage at the end here. But uh, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, immediately out of the gate, we had a, a championship match for the belt. So the the sudden death match from last week. We have Finn Balor taking on Adam Cole, and in a in a <laughs> the word of the day a banger i mean it, it, yeah. nothing less that you would expect it with these two um this episode is brought to you by the letter b the letter b for <laughs> banger uh yeah just it, 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 incredible moves with uh going for uh, the the coup de gras uh miss, missing that um uh, the uh was panama sunrise i keep forgetting the name um which one the destroyer or the the destroyer yeah, Panama Sunrise. Yeah, yep. Sunrise. I, you know, everybody has a different name for the same move. Um, yeah, and then just uh, all these moves on the top rope, and, and go. it was an incredible match. Uh, we have a new champ, and that would be Fergal. Fergal. Fergal is the champ. <laughs> Fergal finally got his championship. So he is now, he makes history as the third uh, two-time NXT champ. Third. Two-time NXT third two time yes who's the second we talked about this it was Nakamura and Samoa Joe oh right Nakamura I forgot about that one yeah so Nakamura Samoa I Joe I still just keep Finn thinking Balor. it's Samoa Joe only yeah no Nakamura had it twice and now Finn Balor uh, so congratulations to Mr. Balor on uh, owning that um, and then Cole showing some uh, respect at the end there with uh, in the backstage yes some uh, some Bullet Club stuff there um, a little, little too sweet action yeah yeah uh, and Triple H is just sitting in front of him, like guys. You know, I invented that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Technically, if you want to get technical, it was, it was X Pac that invented it. Technically, if you want to get technical, the Bullet Club does it underhand. So I don't want to hear no shit. Okay, well, <laughs> they should have done it underhand because that, yeah, that was all uh, click shit um, that they stole. AJ. Uh, anyway, so Finn is a new champion. Uh, could we possibly see a Cole face turn here? Cole face turn or I'm just putting that out there. Does the UE get called over? Um, I'm still waiting on this payoff with uh, not Bobby Fish. Um, last Tyler week, Riley. Yes, thank you. With uh, Riley had this kind of like come to Jesus moment with uh, Drake Maverick, and so I'm, I'm and waiting. also to be fair, you haven't seen Adam Cole with the Undisputed Era since it's been a while. Pat McAfee, right? Just saying. Um, just saying. So it's it's been a while. Uh, so I want to pay off, but I know Triple H 
understands what a payoff is. So we'll, we'll hopefully get a payoff to that storyline. Um, we had Velveteen Dream uh, take on Ashanti, the the Adonis, <laughs> that name. Um, nobody seemed to care online about this match other than the fact that they were still trending with hashtag Fire Dream. Okay, now, here's my question. Do you know who Ashanti the Adonis is? Uh, I know he went by another name and they changed it. Yeah, do you know? It was your favorite name. Do you remember it? Oh, go ahead. Tahuti Miles. Yes, yeah, Tahuti. Yes. <laughs> Tahuti Miles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Going way back. Where did we see him before? It was, it was on NXT, wasn't it? It was NXT and 205 Live. 205 yeah. Live. Right, right, right. Tahuti Miles. <laughs> Tahuti Miles. Shake kept that name. Um, but the the big takeaway, other than the fact that uh, they still haven't fired Dream, is that uh, Kushida is now like with this aggressive uh, side to him, and basically just uh, beating the shit out of uh, Velveteen Dream. Good, he needed it. Need some sort he of needed a revamp, not yeah. a revamp, but yeah, he needed a little revamp, aggression. Yeah. yeah, no, revamp is good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely needs some something there with with the storyline since uh, Dream is now turned heel. Uh, speaking of uh, firing. Uh, Bronson Reed taking on Austin Theory, the returning Austin Theory. Um, no longer under the uh, Messiah's thumb on doing it on his own in NXT. Uh, he takes a loss, and Bronson Reed gets a win. Uh, Roderick Strong taking on Killian Dane, and Killian Dane just being a glorified jobber. Uh, gets a loss there. Uh, and then the main event in a steel cage, Rhea Ripley taking on Mercedes Martinez. What an awesome match. Uh, I a great match. Thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, yep. Even with uh, uh, Robert Stone on the, on, on the top of the the cage, I was afraid he was going to fall. At one point, he went on the top of the cage. Uh, the two ladies went on the top rope. Rhea Ripley's like beating the shit out of Stone, uh, and it all ended in a crash to a table uh, in the middle of the ring. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I, I I'm very impressed with uh, Martinez and uh, always impressed with Ripley, but. This, this match in particular, the two of them went at it, and, and it was I, I expected Ripley to win this, but yeah, good good for Martinez. Yeah, I had actually seen something about Mercedes Martinez. Do you think she is a part of Retribution as well? No. A lot of people did. I, I, no. A lot of people online were saying that she could be. I think the, the big article going around was a possible Retribution member written off of NXT TV. And that's how they did it with her. They, uh, after the match, it was showed that she got served a restraining order from the Robert Stone brand. Mm. So, could be an interesting. Wait, who got, who, who got served? Mercedes Martinez. Really? Yes. See, I, I I find that weird because she just got here. Like she just, and that she, not that she just got here, but she's been here for a while, and now she's just getting in the main event picture. Um. And well, well, deservingly so. But uh, like, you just started this this whole thing, and now you're bringing her up already. Like, she's not True. established at all. Like, I would understand if if you brought in, like, say, it's a stretch because it, it would never happen. But if you wanted to turn Rhea Ripley heel and have her lead uh, Retribution, I get that. I'm not saying it would never happen because that that storyline it makes absolutely no sense. But if you and not not saying that they don't come up with storylines that don't make sense, it happens every week. But if you're gonna bring somebody up, bring somebody up that is already established. Like she's not even that well established yet. True, but she's hard hitting, and even if she she it, she definitely not the leader. 
but even if she's just there as like a hired assassin of sorts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just to have her, she can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. We didn't talk about the fact, so all in the middle here, they had a, uh, it was Tegan Knox uh, and uh, Mr. Gargano. Went to have oh, a, yeah. a, a nice little dinner and it ended up uh, with a, a destroyed TV and spaghetti on Johnny Gargano's uh, head. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, I understand what they're trying to do is try to build up this, this storyline again. I thought they were trying to, like, mend fences, but that's apparently not the way they went. And apparently not. They are going to go at it at some point. Um, not Tegan Knox and, and Gargano. Tegan Knox and. Uh, Tegan Knox and Gargano would be a hell of a match. Listen, you could do uh, Tessa Blanchard and, and every guy in TNA, and then you can you can get Tegan Knox to fight uh, Gargano and sell the shit out of it. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Please fill in the blank. Candice LeRae. Thank you. All right, moving on. <laughs> I honestly didn't even hear what you were talking about, but I heard Johnny Gargano. I kept trying to say Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Gargano. <laughs> I couldn't get Candice LeRae out of my, uh, uh, my tongue here. Which is funny, because normally you call him Mr. LeRae. I know. <laughs> I'm losing my shit. I gotta stop smoking. Um, anyway, just moving on. Uh, for Dynamite Wednesday, we just went. We're going through the entire week. They're wrestling on almost every week, every day of the week here, except for Thursday, um, which actually might happen this week with AEW. Speaking of which, uh, they that was and that was a, a weird story that they they don't know they were announcing it during Dynamite that. It, for this week's episode, it might they don't know yet which which day it's going to be because of the NHL playoffs. So it might be on Wednesday. They're shooting for Thursday. Oh. So, um, which means they have this week taped already. Which means they have it taped. Yeah, so it's not live. Uh, good call on that. Uh, starting things off with uh, Dynamite here, and uh, before the, even the intro starts, they have MJF and Chris Jericho pulling up, and. Uh, Kissing each other's ass until they, they, they funny funny enough walk away and they, they each say what a loser. This uh, is going to be an incredible storyline in the future. Strictly, oh, we got to mention hmm. ratings. Oh yes, please. Ratings. The all elite wrestling dynamite television show hmm. pulled in over <laughs> one elite. million viewers on Wednesday night. Yeah. Which is incredible. Now, the funniest thing about it, hang yes, on, please. is that both MJF and Chris Jericho took to Twitter and credited him themselves, themselves for getting <laughs> past that one million. Why? <laughs> because of course they would, um, and they should, because that's hysterical. Uh, but unopposed. Un- unopposed. Yes, unopposed is also true. Right, but they still they still pulled it off. Listen, they still pulled like nine fifty opposed. Yeah, at one, point. at one point, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's what it started. Yeah, but now, yeah, you, you hungry for for ratings? I, I'm curious as to what NXT's rating on Tuesday was. I know it was down from the week before, um, with the the Fatal Four Way, the Iron Man match. Um, but if you look that up, I'm curious as to what the uh, Super Tuesday two uh, pulled in. Uh, so yeah, we started off the AEW Dynamite episode with MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, kicking things off on the broadcast team, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross. And then the first match of the night, Penta El Zero and M, Henry Phoenix taking on uh, the Jurassic Express. Uh, 838. 838. 838,000 viewers on the U.S. Huh. network on Tuesday night. I'm a little surprised. That what? That it's, it was that low. 
Well, it was 849 the week before. Huh. Yeah. That's not good. So, yes, it, it did go down. Went down by like 10,000. Yeah. Um, that's not good. For NXT, it's not uh, good. I'm just saying, as far as numbers go, as far as Wednesdays versus Tuesdays, maybe Wednesday. Maybe, you said last week as far as uh, seeing what would happen on a Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm. If they try it out and see what the, the ratings would be and how viewership would be. They did it. They did it for two weeks. I mean, impressive enough numbers for NXT as opposed to w, uh, Raw and SmackDown, but AEW pulling a, a, a mill is very impressive. Do you think they keep going along with the Wednesday Night Wars, or do you think Vince is like 848, eight, you know, 838, 849, ain't bad right. for our third show, because that's the way he views it. Sure. Um, well, it's going back to Wednesday this week, so... So I guess we'll figure out. We'll see. If they pull it off this week and they beat him, whoa, that'd be crazy. If who would be too? If, I'm sorry, I do have to get more specific sometimes. Thank you. If NXT beats AEW this week somehow yes. Yes. in the ratings, mm-hmm. woo, yeah. that'd be nuts. <laughs> that would be nuts. Uh, I don't see it happening <laughs> since uh, AEW seems to be having like this uh, surgence here. But uh, It ain't no 83 weeks, though. It ain't no 83 weeks. Uh, WCW. <laughs> um Wait, I just again, I saw that. Uh, this, I saw it yesterday. Watch that thing. Just like way to take a storyline, uh, an, an amazing storyline that Bischoff just ripped uh, and copied from New Japan, and just bury it into the ground. <laughs> just yeah. ult- utterly bury the storyline, and just uh, to the point where they they even said, as far as like sold out goes, like that was the worst mistake that one of the worst mistakes they made was having a pay per view strictly NWO uh, pay per view, and they won every single match. Like it just it, it made absolutely no sense. Um, yeah, it did. It wasn't a good look for them, amongst many other things that in that uh, in that era of uh, of WCW, um, and then the, the the Warner merge and and Turner getting out. It was a whole thing. Anyway, you guys have seen it. If not, go watch it. Um, I digress. Catch it on the WWE network on the network nine ninety five. Uh, yeah, Jurassic Express takes the the win, and my boy Eddie is like the he's, he should he should. Uh, uh, do peace talks for the Middle East, like yo, yo, bro, 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 bro. Um, yo, you're my best friend. You're my okay? best friend. Okay? You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like screaming. He's hilarious. He is, man. Very, he is very funny. Um, and, and and yeah, and they, they need all four of them need him because they can't talk on the mic. Um, so good, good for uh, good for Eddie getting uh, getting pushed out like that in, in the front uh, front line there. Eddie King, I'm just like, honestly, the only thing I could think about right now is Eddie Kingston going to Middle East leaders and going, Bruh. you're going to get your second. You're going to get your second. Stop, <laughs> just stop talking. And then Donald Trump right behind him going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he turns around going, I'm going to deal with I'm you. I'm going to deal with second. you later. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the whole thing, just him going, you guys need to shut up. You need to really shut up. And everybody else needs to be quiet. <laughs> but I, but I, 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 I he ends the whole thing selling Yonkers. Yonkers. <laughs> 7.30. I don't even know what that still means. Um, <laughs> they had uh, Lance Archer and Jake Roberts in an alley uh, for for their promo. And then we had uh, the reason why I be- I truly believe that the Mill uh, uh, rating was the way it was, was for the Matt Hardy segment. And he comes out, and I know I this is why I watched. I wanted to see what he said. Interesting. As far as uh, his getting knocked the hell out. Um and so uh, he he basically said, uh, uh, you know, f- frightened a lot of people. 
uh, outpouring of love for the past few days has been very humbling, very happy to stand here in front of you and tell you that a myriad of tests and expect to be 100% full recovery. I'm a lucky man because I have a beautiful family. He pointed to uh, to uh, Rebe who was standing out uh, in the crowd with uh, with the baby, the baby. Um, and uh, I I would love to know like when when she came to the arena if Khan was like I'm so sorry, <laughs> like I apologize. Like if he actually apologized to to her. Um, I wonder how much she was pissed off at Matt over AEW. Oh no, absolutely. You think she was more pissed off at Matt? First she form- was at AEW. First and foremost, I think she when she was watching that. If if I could go into the head of her, of Rebe and say and and watch this match live, I'd first be pissed at at uh, Sammy and AEW for just their recklessness in that spot, and then my anger would quickly, immediately on a on a dime, turn to Matt and be like, "What the hell are you doing? Continuing this match?" Like he just had to he had to get the spot in. I mean. I'll be honest, you want to know probably what was the biggest thing about it? Of what he said before the match. If th- this will be my last, if I'm, if I don't win, this will be my last match in AEW. Right, that's true. It was, a, it was a. So that definitely played in- a lot into his psyche. Yeah, during the match. Yeah. And, you know, h- however much he was consciously aware of what he was doing. After he had gotten so viciously struck. See, when I hear that, that I'm like, did he have to finish the storyline? Like, is, is that the payoff? Is like you're just so into this that you have to pay it off and you have to win. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what that was a stipulation. And so then it would cause some sort of fury as opposed to, you know, worrying about your own health. That's kind of scary. It's kind of weird. It is. Um, frightening. But uh, that that is bad. <laughs> that is that is who he is. Um, and so he's he basically said that he's he's good to go. Um and then he he kind of put a, a end to uh, the storyline with with Guevara, saying maybe it's a good thing that this vendetta between myself and Sammy Guevara has ended. So now it's time for me to go back to being healthy. When I am clear to return, it is time for Matt Hardy to chase his first AEW championship. My journey is not over, and a big part of that is because each and every one of you, pro wrestling fans, are the best. Thank you. Um, and then he got a standing ovation from all five fans in the crowd. They keep Matt Hardy out until they can get a they can get a good. Good sizable amount of fans in the crowd for that pop when he comes back. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. well, they, 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 whenever that is, I don't know how, how long ago, long from now that's going to be, but that'd be nice if they could get that. And he can come back as yeah. a broken mat. Um, then we had uh, Orange Cassidy taking on. I didn't. I forgot this was even a team. Hybrid Two's uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, I forgot Hybrid Two was even a thing. Uh, Cassidy yeah, most win. people did. Yeah, <laughs> Cassidy getting the win. My favorite part of the night is uh, Alex Marvez, who I just can't stand. Uh, he's so robotic. Uh, trying to interview Young Bucks, <laughs> and they super kick him in the chest, and he goes like comedically flying back. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny because you know they had like a mat on the, uh, behind him. Um, so we're getting a Young Bucks uh, heel turn here, apparently. Um, I think we're getting an all elite heel turn. Ooh. So if all elite. If the if all all elite, pun yeah, intended. exactly. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> if all of the elite <laughs> turns, then then they did they really turn? Yeah, but they're all healed then. Yeah, but then that that, that makes no like uh, wrestling sense. Well, they're not all healed because Hangman. Uh, hangman I'm saying if they all do, one of them has to like not turn. Like you have to have some sort of storyline here. You're talking about having the cleaner Omega. You're talking about Adam Page maybe joining FTR. Young Bucks are no, going it's this because route. You can, you can 
pull it off where you have the Young Bucks and Kenny as a heel faction. You have a heel elite. Okay. You know what I mean? Because Hangman's out. Hangman's not in the elite anymore. Correct. That was, I think, the one baby face that they are going to leave alone, quote unquote, in the elite because he was kicked out. It's, it's an odd situation. Yeah. I personally think that it's going to be a heel, a heel bucks, like Bullet Club era bucks. They just revive the Bullet Club in AEW, imagine. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, another, this just, I should get a, a this just in, a sounder. Um, AEW, I know they, they were talking about it also uh, during AEW, or I, I don't know if they actually talked about it then or if I read it afterwards. But, um, but for the next couple of weeks of television, uh, they don't know as far as the NBA playoffs uh, on TNT um, is screwing up. I said NHL, the NBA uh, screwing up with uh, uh, their their schedule. Um, they're looking to do one hour episodes. Oh, uh, one hour show is something that uh, this is a uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer. The one hour show is something that it's kind of a way to feature the product and draw them to a new audience. Uh, that's the mentality of what this one-hour show is when they have a big audience lead-in. Uh, so they might uh, take advantage of the NBA playoffs and have it uh, have like a one-hour episode before the before the the main event. Interesting. Yeah, I think that would, that's a good look. I think if you want to try and get new people in and and uh, uh, advertise to a, a different sect of fan that might not even know what wrestling is, but you just draw their eyes to to this product. That's that's a good way to do it. Um. Anyway, uh, Young Bucks there. Uh, and then we had uh, this this segment with uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, and they are now engaged, and the announcement of who the best man was going to be at this wedding. Yes. Yeah. And so we, we kick things off at, with this, and uh, <laughs> uh, this guy, uh, Puff, comes out, who's one of uh, Kip's Twitch subscribers. <laughs> I know, first of all, I don't know you could just subscribe to uh, to a wrestler and then basically have access to backstage. That'd be awesome. If I, I'm just going to immediately uh, uh, be a, a subscriber to. Uh, you want to pull back the curtain real quick? Yeah, please. I'm pretty sure one of the, during those one uh, during the early inner circle bits mm-hmm. when they had uh, Santana and Ortiz's friends come from the Bronx. Yes, yes. Pretty sure that he the, was one of them. Same. The, <laughs> it's the same guy. I think it's I think it's one of the same guys. Of course, I'm, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're right, but according to this. And according to Kip, he's one of my one of my subscribers. I'm going to immediately subscribe to Zelina Vega, and I want to have access to backstage because I could just do that and come come on the ramp and just. just... Would you just do page at that point? Yeah, <laughs> do any any subscriber I can I can go after and then basically just say, listen, I'm I'm on the ramp here. I am. Um, so uh, <laughs> Puff comes out. He gets basically sh- uh, shown away by uh, by Kip. He gets back in the ring. Uh, he says, "Here's my best man," and then uh, Brian Pillman Jr. comes out. Um, he's like, "You're not even. Uh, we're not even friends." <laughs> so he gets. He said, "You're no, 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 no. I texted you. You're the best, comma right, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, comma man." Um, and then he said, "Here's my best man," and then music hits, and it's Miro, and Eminem apparently walks out. Fucking Slim Shady Slim coming Sh- through. <laughs> Slim Shady comes walking through the the ramp there and uh, the entrance. He even said hi. My name is Miro. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 yeah. It was just so. 
I, I popped hard. I, I, I have to be honest. I popped hard. When, Me too. Uh, I sat up in my seat. That's hilarious. May I have your attention, please? JR. Oh my God, it's Miro. Will the real Slim Shady please do The piece from Bulgaria. The piece from Bulgaria is here. Uh, you might know him as Rusev. Rusev is now All Elite. And uh, that's enough of that. Um, and he's now All Elite and uh, basically takes a jab at uh, WWE immediately by talking about brass rings. Yes, um, and shoving it up their ass. And shoving it up their ass. And the funny thing, <laughs> after the, after all this happened, I, I I marked out hard. I was like, oh my god, he's this is great. Blah blah blah. It's about time. And, and you know, he was probably signed like a month ago, and <laughs> had to wait for his uh, no compete to run out. Um, and in in a meme like the next day, because the internet's un- undefeated, um, basically said uh, you are talking about a brass ring to that you you can't reach, and in your role that was there. Meanwhile. It looks like you're in the same exact role in AEW now. Um, I was, <laughs> I was just about to say there is quite the similarity in when Rusev left WWE mm-hmm. and when Miro showed up in AEW, and the one similarity is mm-hmm. weddings, weddings, weddings. But this time he's not getting cucked out of a wedding. <laughs> he's getting, uh, <laughs> he's going to the wedding of his best friend. Yeah. That being said, I heard that Chris Jericho was talking on his Saturday night special. Okay. His little live his his live gimmick that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh describing the best man thing. He goes, the best man is not just a one-shot deal. It's a gimmick. He's the best man. He's the best man at everything. It'll almost be like a Mr. Perfect thing. <laughs> So he will just be the best at everything. The best at everything. Um, In which case, confirmed, Ortiz will join forces with Miro because he is also the best, the, the best, best, the best. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's the best. Um, uh, some shady hair is killing me. Uh, by the way, speaking of Jericho, um, this was a, a little while back. The, um, the Sturgis uh, motorcycle rally. Uh, you know, everybody just wanted to go in and spread love in motorcycles and and have at it, uh, maskless. Uh, Jericho performed there with uh, Fozzie, and yes, he did. People were bitching and moaning on his uh, Instagram and Twitter that his concert again. He uh, he was there. He was maskless. Everybody else was maskless. Two hundred and fifty thousand cases <laughs> reported from that one that one uh, motorcycle rally of Corona. Well, it's not just that one little motorcycle rally. The Sturgis, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is the biggest motorcycle rally in the I'm North American. Being facetious, but yes, territory. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, and the, I just want to point this out. The only reason I know that is because I used to watch a television show called Full Throttle Saloon, and mm-hmm. boy, some of the zingers you see on that one, mm-hmm. oh, that make you laugh. <laughs> no, I gotta watch. So uh, yeah, so basically, all these assholes wanted to show up in one spot, and uh, there's 250 thousand cases of Corona from that. Good job, guys. Um, Anyway, so uh, we now have a new uh, best man. We have a new uh, uh, AEW talent that we've never seen before in, in any other organization, and that is Miro. Moving on, uh, Adam Page uh, interviewed uh, from, by Tony Schiavone earlier in the day, talking about FTR. Uh, no DQ, no countout match with uh, Inner Circle. I love that he's called calls himself the demo god. Uh, and Jake Hager, uh, Chris Jericho and Hager versus uh, Bad Boy Joy Janela and Sonny Kiss. Uh, I heard, 
I think I saw it on Facebook. Somebody called them uh, Jericho and Hager, the Jaeger Bomb. That's the name of their I like it. tag team. I like Me it. Me too. Yeah, I like that. I'm pissed I didn't think about yeah. it, though. <laughs> I like it. Um, shout out to Sonny Kissin and actually the Jaeger Bomb for uh, putting him over. Like He just like was a, a bull in the china shop. was going after everybody, uh, but they, they won. <laughs> Jer- yeah. Jericho and Hager uh, took that match. Um, MGF uh, campaign headquarters firing everybody and then going face-to-face with Warlow and explaining that uh, they can go at it, but if Warlow decides he wants to go after MJF, he will get fired because apparently MJF is the one that signs the checks, not Tony Khan. Yeah. Who, who Listen, knew? you know, Roman Reigns signs Paul Heyman's checks, I bet, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kayfabe. Um so there's that, and then uh, th- that's definitely again storytelling. It's storytelling. You, you're building something up. Obviously, that's going to implode at some point, but until then, enjoy. And then uh, let's see here. We had uh, Taz joins the commentary. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, FTR is in, is in the ring uh, with a uh, like basically other other tag teams around the the uh, the ring, um, and it ends up with FTR getting out. Of, Getting kicked out of the ring, and then uh, Jungle Boy pouring ice all over their their heads in a very um, staged <laughs> presentation of that. I, it I wasn't sh- just ice; there were Marco beer bottles in there, and it. Uh, it well, I, I, I I rewinded that a little bit because there were beer bottles in that in that cooler. Mm-hmm. Not cans. Didn't. I'm sorry, beer cans. Beer cans. It didn't hit in them. the cool. I'm pretty sure it hit them. Did it? They yeah. like hold their head. Because you see the ice when it cuts, it it makes that cut after mm-hmm. it gets dumped on them, mm-hmm. on the two of them, and you see ice and beer cans rolling away. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see anybody get hit. It was actually Marco Stunt that that dumped the cooler, but uh, someone, yeah. someone someone's gonna kill him. I feel like someone's just gonna murder him. Um, all two feet of him. Uh, and now, hey, hey, what? Oh, don't you're small too. All two and a half feet of him. Uh, sorry, two and a half feet. Yes. When you're that short, that extra half a foot counts. I'm small too. <laughs> I'm, I'm festively plump. Uh, Taz joins the commentary team, and then Darby Allen uh, uh, is supposed to come out, but instead it's Ricky Starks, and uh, <laughs> just <laughs> I, I love when, when Starks is on the mic. He, he ripped into the Darby Allen there. Um, Nyla Rose taking on uh, the debut of Tay Conti. Um, I, I, I soon to be part of Dark Order at some point. It seems like uh, they need to do something with her. <laughs> She's <laughs> got an incredible MMA background. Take Conti. Yes, yeah. she. It was a it was a thoroughly good match that she put on. No, it was with yeah, absolutely. Nyla Rose. Absolutely. Uh, that being said, the emotions that were about to pour out of her yeah. when she walked to the ring. Mm-hmm. Does Part of me was like, "Oh, that's so cute." Yeah, good for you. Part of me was like, "Get your shit together here on national <laughs> television. Act like you've been here before." Yeah, <laughs> come on. You saw Edge. Edge when he returned to the Royal Rumble, you saw him just go. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, that it, was it. That's it a was different, over. different story. He was he was supposed True. to be down and out for the rest of his life, as far as careers go, and now he's surrounded by a hundred thousand people. But he <laughs> held his emotions. This is just her first nationally televised match. But now she's on the big stage. Like before, she was on NXT as a as a. No Carter. Now she's she's uh, okay. I get it. Whatever. Now she's on AEW as a mid Carter. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still love her though. Uh, yeah, she's she's incredibly hot. Um, 
Let's see here. Oh, Tony Khan announces that he's fine. Matt and Nick Jackson, $5,000 each for uh, super kicking Alex Marvez. Um, they should do it again. Uh, Jim Ross interviews Kenny Omega. And then uh, the main events with Brody Lee, Mr. Brody Lee, sorry, uh, taking on the natural Dustin Rhodes. And uh, Dustin actually taking the better part of this match, which is surprising how given how Mr. Brody Lee just completely destroyed Cody uh, for the belt. Um, uh, Dustin actually takes Yeah, it. but yeah. Brody had, like, missed, I'm sorry, Mr. Brody mm-hmm. had, like, he did, like, three moves at the end, and that was it. Not even, like, two moves on Dustin at the end. Yeah, that was and it. That, and that, that, that was into the match. <laughs> yeah, and Lee takes the entire, like, ass-whooping for the entire match, and then he gives him two moves. He gives him the, 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 the lariat. Uh, almost takes his head off, and that's the end of the match. Um, and then they have, uh, Dark Order comes out and, uh, at the end of the match and they carry in, uh, QT Marshall. Um, and he's, Coca Cabana's in the ring and he basically mushes him in the face, uh, Brody Lee does, and tells him to and get tells it, him to leave, tells yeah. him to get out. Um, yeah, that was, uh, Int- interesting segment interesting to end, stuff. uh, yeah. to end, uh, Dynamite. He's like, no, you get out. I don't want to celebrate with you. You're done. So uh, no, you get out. You get out. No, Colt. you get out. Mr. Before we move on, yes, I saw a breakdown of Miro's outfit on Dynamite. Okay. So Gucci, a, a Disney and Gucci collab T-shirt, mm-hmm. six hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. A Gucci, a Disney and Gucci collab jogging pants. $1,450. Okay. And Yeezy Boost 360 V2 Y2 Earth, $220. Twitch money. That's what Twitch money. Freaking Twitch. Now, the funnier part about it was mm. Colt Cabana posted this and put a picture of his wardrobe <laughs> from that day. <laughs> okay. And it was an AEW jacket that he stole from Excalibur, so that was free. <laughs> Okay. Uh, pro a pro wrestling tees t shirt, also free. Also free. H <laughs> uh, and M clearance rack in Japan where he got uh, the pants that he was wearing. Those were twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, United Airlines replaced shoes that he had uh, gotten lost. <laughs> so all that was free. Unbelievable. Comparatively. You're talking about, you know, over two thousand dollars of Miro's outfit mm. compared to twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> Cold for, I for love it. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of United, really quick, um, do you see the story about uh, them getting sued uh, because <clears throat> United? No. So you're talking about United Airlines, correct? No. Oh say? yes, I'm sorry. That I okay. forgot we were talking about. Yes, uh, I was talking about. I'm talking about Col- Colts. I'm still on Colts' uh, yeah, attire. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh-huh. Side Branch reported this week that United is getting sued because for their NFL uh, chartered flights, they are only supplying the players with blonde uh, flight attendants. Oh, what? Yeah. So who's suing who in this case? I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I'm ass- <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. But I'm, I think other <laughs> other flight attendants, like men, women who are not blonde, <laughs> uh, are are taking uh, note of this and uh, taking action 
and they're getting sued by these these people saying that they are they're being biased <laughs> when it comes to these flights. So United is being sued. Correct. By their workers because Over they're not the f- getting the opportunities that the blonde probably more hot workers are getting. Correct. Gotcha. No. I just needed to get the whole story. Now, why can't there be brunette hot workers? I never said that there couldn't. I'm but just saying United, that in this specific case. United is saying that. Mm, ooh. <laughs> is nobody given the... You're saying it was NFL chartered flights? Correct. Why is nobody given the NFL shit? Maybe they requested blondes. That might be true. And if that's the case, then there's a bigger story here. <laughs> yeah, way bigger story. <laughs> a way bigger story. <laughs> but you're going after United Airlines. That's just the freaking... From up high, no. from up high, Mr. Goodell has said, listen, we only want blondes on our flights. If you give, if you give me, God help you, if you give me a brunette, I, I will destroy you. I will put your, I put will you take on, this plane down. I will take this plane down. I will put you under my thumb, and that is, is it. Um, let's go move on to uh, the SmackDown here. Um, kicking things off with, uh, actually, we kicked things off with Roman Reigns uh, and, and Mr. Paul Heyman. Uh, talking, talking, talking until uh, Jey Uso comes to the ring and... Uh, a lot of a lot of family talk in this, which there should be. There's you know, it's, two of them are, are cousins, and they've they've done everything growing up. And this is another thing, and talking about uh, they're they're adults now, they're not kids anymore. Blah blah blah. Um, and then Corbin and Sheamus come out and ruin everything, and uh, just just basically set up the the main event of the night. Uh, and then the first match of the night, we have Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles uh, for the IC belt. Uh, ends in a no contest because of Sami Zayn. <clears throat> Excuse me, the the true Intercontinental Champion. I said it. I love the storyline. I think it's great. I love I love when they have, and it, it's so rare that it happens. But when they do it, if they can do it right, it pays off. When they have those storylines where it's like, I, no, I never lost it. I'm still here, <laughs> and here's the belt, and I have the proof. But it's more, yeah, it's more interesting when they have the belt, like Punk. Yes, that yeah. storyline, right? Awesome. We've seen it, right? Cena and Punk. Um, I don't think it's happened since then. No, it would, uh, the U.S. title. Oh, right. It was the closest thing that would come to it, but that was that I, was a sham. I, it was a sham. Ironic, yeah. They just come up with a, a new new style belt to introduce. Um, but this is like, yeah, this is a, a like he never lost it, never lost the belt. Um, Sami Zayn, and then uh, so Hardy's Hardy's champ, Zayn is the champ. Uh, this this match ends in a no contest. But the interesting part of this match happens after the match, uh, when the Hardy is leaving, and he's limping his way back to the. Jeff Hardy is limping back towards, not limping, but, you know, selling, I guess you would call it. Yes. Uh, stumbling, all the way stumbling back up the ramp. Up the ramp stumbling up the ramp. And he was uh, doing he was doing a pretty good job selling, I'll give you that. Sure. But then he took a nasty fall, mm-hmm. kind of fell, almost mm-hmm. fell off the ramp. Yes. And it had very it had everyone very worried. Yes. And then it cuts to commercial, comes back from commercial, and it turns out that Jeff Hardy... Did not lose consciousness. Mm. He was just a little dehydrated. Very clear about that. <laughs> what very clear very about clear. not losing consciousness. Yeah. So, that being said. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Shot, yeah. <laughs> Shots are fired. Uh, uh, from Ringside News, we've been told that line about Jeff Hardy not losing consciousness was a Vince line. It was inserted because they are concerned, quote, concerned about concussion protocol. And the backlash from it, unquote. So again, if they said that he has a concussion, <laughs> God help you. You have to go through the protocol. Go through protocol, unlike what AEW did. Um, 
but it was quote also also was a shot at AEW and the way they handled the Matt Hardy situation. Unquote. Funny enough that it just happens to be Jeff Hardy that's the one that does it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it just happens to be his a brother. His brother <laughs> is the one that does it. Um yeah, just <laughs> come on. You know what? Good uh, I, I'll give it to WWE. Fine. You know what? Because AEW's constant shot. Dig. It was a solid dig. It was, if you picked up on it, yes. it was a solid dig. Solid dig. That, uh, yeah, you, it, you'd have to pick up on it, which many people did. Um, and, you know, AEW's constantly sh- sh- uh, having shots fired at WWE. So, you know what? I guess it's it's tit for tat. Um, the funny yeah, thing. Got to real be a Marky fan to fucking. Yes, absolutely. Marky fan indeed. Uh, the the best, at least for me, the best part of this whole thing for me is that before we started recording this, I didn't really catch this whole segment, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to watch it before we started recording. And just that beginning, I saw the rest of SmackDown. I didn't see that beginning part. I'm watching it, and I again, as if anybody cares, I have YouTube TV, and when they have a when they, they record on the DVR, if they have the Fox version, which recorded first, and then they replayed it on FS1. The FS1 version superseded the init- the original version. So I'm watching that, and I'm watching, I'm like, what was everybody talking about? They cut the damn thing out. They cut that part out of the FS1 version of Friday Night SmackDown, which aired on Saturday. So when I'm about to record with you, you show me this part. They didn't mention it, or they mentioned it afterwards, but they didn't show it. They just cut right to the Bray Wyatt Firefly uh, coming coming up segment. The funniest part about that was that I watched it on the Fox Sports app. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's so I don't know sense. why yours got cut. Yeah. And mine didn't. So weird. <laughs> yeah. So weird. I think the WWE is trying to make sure that you don't, you specifically don't see it. They're out for me. I'm telling you, they w- listen to the show and they're out for me. Yeah. Um, but which you, case you saw it though? Fucking idiots! They should be out for me. <laughs> You're the one that talks. <laughs> I'm go, the one that talks after, all the shit. All the shit. Go after Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, Lucha House Party apparently is, uh, they're all good. And so uh, they take on uh, Shinsuke. Barely. Barely. Take on Shinsuke and Cesaro. Uh, Nakamura get, and Cesaro get uh, uh, distracted by um, uh, Street Profits in the back in the back with their, their party celebration, eating their popcorn. I found it funny. that uh, like, Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Um and the big takeaway from the day, yeah. So, uh, well, a couple, a couple big takeaways. Um, this being one of them. So we had a four-way match to see the number one contender for Bailey's belt. Uh, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Tamina, and Lacey Evans. Uh, haven't seen Lacey or Tamina in in ages. Uh, they're so good to know that they're alive. Uh, Nikki, good to know that they are still working, still working, and hired and hired, and still not furloughed. Uh, this match happens right. After Bailey goes on a tirade in the ring, uh, basically going mega heel at this point, so she was already healed and going mega heel. Um, she crosses paths with Nikki Cross coming down the ramp, and then all of a sudden, Bailey just takes out Cross with a chair. Um, so at one point, it started off with a, a three person match, and then Cross comes in. They get to the outside of the ring halfway through the match, and uh, Bliss is basically caressing Cross. Up until the point she then puts her in Sister Abigail, kisses her okay. on the forehead, now, and slams her on stop the, you real quick. Slams her on the floor, yes. So they had done a tag, like a set of tag moves, and then eventually had led onto the floor. 
right in front of Michael and Corey. Kurt. Michael just decides to come out and say, oh, it doesn't look like the Fiend has any effect on her. And as soon as he said the Fiend, you see Alexa Bliss's demeanor completely change. That's, that is true, yeah. And that's exactly when it happened. Mm. As soon as he said the Fiend, she goes catatonic almost. And then just caresses her and then decides to put her in a sister Abigail. Yeah. I like that that, that Corey and execute. Corey I like and, and then she she's out. She leaves she leaves the match in a in a like a daze. She walks up the ramp and that's the end of it. I like how Corey was given a uh, a a line, like a, a trigger line. <laughs> like you have to say this part for Alexa to to go into that mode. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh Alexa Bliss, I, I I'm loving it. I'm loving that's this this whole thing. Um that started with the uh the the swamp match way back when um yeah it, it's it's uh, it's again slow storytelling pay it off the, the, don't rush it that's good good to go i like it um at one point also we had uh a, the vignette of the mysterious woman uh with the heels thoughts who do you think it is uh <laughs> i already know who it is as everybody's already pointed out online and we saw uh even before we were watching it uh carmella you know for a fact it's Carmella. Well, they they showed her tattoo. She has a, a bird like a dove tattoo that uh, they try to cover up with makeup in this vignette, but in other matches you see that she has it on her or her arm. I thought they were able to cover it up in this. No, they they showed it. <laughs> it was like oh, they it did? was faint because they tried to cover it up with makeup, but you still see oh. the outline of it. Um, Damn. In that, so I had another thought as to who it could. Please be. go ahead. I heard Summer Rae getting into talks about possibly making a comeback. I heard Summer Rae also. I heard that too. So, well, she she would be she said it. She was the one that that tweeted uh the like a little uh, tease. I'll I'll be honest. At first, when I it up until I saw the blonde hair, I thought it could have been Eva Marie. Okay. Just to you know, I heard she was kind of thinking about getting back into it as well. Mm. See now, if it was Summer Rae, I would ho- I would think that she wouldn't have said anything because if everybody's on the scent of Carmella, and then ends up being Summer Rae, would you be disappointed? Or would you be like, okay, Summer Rae? Me personally, I would be hyped because I was right in this situation. <laughs> and that's all it is. It's not about her yeah, wrestling that's ability. All I care about. It's uh, that's all you care about. Summer Rae never left an impression with me at all. Like her wrestling no, ability, either. like nothing. Like really, it was just kind of like a blip on the radar. And it was just like, okay, next. Uh, so yeah, Emma, Emma too, but Tennille Dashwood. If she came back, she made she made a mark. If she, yes, yes, she made a mark. She's making a mark now. And if, if you know what I mean, and if she came comes back. I don't know what that means. If she comes back, I would be thoroughly impressed only because of what she's done outside of WWE to, mm-hmm. to build up this new persona and then bring that, which is what she was trying to accomplish or what they were trying to accomplish in her reboot, which she came out one day and. And then she was like, Emelina I'm done. was shit. It was a shit thing. Emelina sucked, and she knew it, and she she basically went off script that <laughs> that night, and that was the end of the, the whole thing. You saw her once, and that yeah. was it. And then she was out of the company. Um, but yes, I I, I think it's it's Carmella, uh, uh, as, as proof shows. Uh, but anyway, Nikki Cross wins this this fatal four way, and we've seen this already. Why are we doing this again? To have Alexa Bliss interfere and chase after. Uh... Bailey's title. Okay, but I'm saying we've seen then, we've seen Cross and be, Bailey before. Uh, we've seen Cross and Bailey before. Why are we doing this again? Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just asking. It just seems like it's yeah. They could have put Lacey Evans in there. Very. But, all right. We're we're seeing it again because obviously there's going to be a payoff with the Alexa Bliss. Right. Line. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 
right? I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, we talked about Otis and, and John Morrison. Uh, Otis actually beats Morrison, but the whole thing with the uh, the money in the bank and the switcheroo with that. And, Speaking uh, of switcheroo, did we talk about Mandy? We did not. Speaking of Otis. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Mandy Rose has been traded to Monday Night Raw. I love the term traded. Because who Me too. who did they get back? <laughs> it's not tra- just moved uh, over. Uh, draft picks and competition <laughs> to be announced later. Uh, I love I love when they say traded to. Like who did you get? Like uh, Sasha Banks or, or did you get somebody big from Raw over the SmackDown? No. Um, so yeah. yeah, actually, what show is Sasha Banks signed to? She was. Well, yeah, Raw? she was both, but now she's on SmackDown. What, you sure? Yeah, because she's 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 advertised as being on SmackDown this Friday. Okay. Um, and so is Bailey because that's why Bailey was on uh, SmackDown. Uh, well, Bailey's the women's champion. I know that one. Well, but the she whole she was Raw women's champion and they were tag champions. It just she wasn't Raw like, champion. She wasn't. Oh, are you talking about uh, Sasha? Sasha. Oh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's kind of a whole. It's like those tag matches where eventually everybody gets into the ring and starts fighting, and the ref can't figure out who's the legal who's man. the legal person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Mandy, yeah, Mandy is on Raw now and thoroughly blames the Miz because the Miz kayfabe uh, asked for her to be moved. <laughs> and yeah, so, called in a favor. Called in a favor, and so now she's on. She's on Raw. All Do you more. think that uh, heavy machinery also moves with them? And I, I'll explain why. Mm-hmm. Having Otis, mm, Otis is the ultimate babyface right now, though. Yes. My thinking before was having Otis try and defeat Roman for the Universal title mm-hmm. is going to take away from Roman, in my eyes. And it'll help Otis eventually. You know oh, what I mean? I hear you. But if you have him go over to Raw and have the Money in the Bank contract be a thing looming over Drew McIntyre's head. Mm-hmm. I think it could possibly make for a better storyline outcome for okay. everybody. All right. I'm so maybe it. this is what they needed to actually get him over there. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, and then going through uh, really quickly here for the, the main events, um, <clears throat> uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso versus Sheamus and King Corbin. I am, full disclosure, I was not, I, not a fan of Roman Reigns. Um, I, as most people were not just because of him getting shoved down everybody's throats and we do not like as fans, people or, uh, wrestlers who are, uh, supposed to be like, according to Vince, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that, you're supposed to be the top, you are the top person because I like the way you look and you get forced down your throat. (laughs) I guarantee it. (laughs) You get forced down your throat. And uh, nobody likes that. I am thoroughly in love with this version of Roman Reigns. And I'll tell you why. It's strictly because the fact that he will do absolutely nothing for you until at the very last moment. (laughs) When he comes in, he wrecks shit, and then he's out. (laughs) And that's it. And his music hits, and uh, with like two minutes left in in, in airing in in the taping, music hits, he blind tags Uso. Uh, Jay and he comes in, spears uh, Sheamus, and gets the one, two, three, and that's it. And uh, the end of the match, at the end of uh, SmackDown, you see uh, the two of them. You see Uso raise Reigns' hand with the belts, and he looks at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" 
uh, get your hand off me, <laughs> and and then fades to black. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this this episode of SmackDown, uh, and again, I'm, I'm thoroughly behind this whole Reigns heel look. And, and yep, absolutely. And, and the the uh, uh, what's about to happen to Jay uh, and his is eminent is the word I was looking for. Eminent destruction <laughs> because he's going to get destroyed by Roman Reigns, and I'm all for it. Is Roman going ahead with this look? Because he took away the flak jacket. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. He's think, still got. He doesn't have cargo pants anymore. I guess you know there I, ain't no tactical pants. Some some point you're going to see him with short hair. I don't know about well, the short hair. Probably would be a good look. I saw but, someone had it on. That up. being said, do you think he wrestles a match like this, and then mid match he takes off the shirt, rips off the shirt, some shit like that? <laughs> he yeah, you for, remember that jacked. video? That, not that video. That 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 Photo. picture that went viral. He's he, jacked. He got in shape. He yeah. got in shape. He is in shape. He, I mean, he can now. Uh, he should just do that, like during during the USO match, just to rip it off, to tear him apart, and just <laughs> just be done. Um. He is now, or he should be now, what uh, Brock was as far as just like Ultimate Destroyer. Come in, just tear shit up. Uh, and that's basically, and as a heel, that's perfect. Just doing absolutely nothing, doing the least amount uh, other than just to get the win. And he's done that uh, three times now. So good for him. <laughs> good for him. And, and good, absolutely good for this, uh, this look with. Um, with Heyman, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, thoughts, concerns about the the week that that was. Uh, one last thing before we uh, wrap it up here. Sure, sure. Do you think that this match on uh, Clash of Champions, the Universal Title match, Gold Rush, colon Gold is Rush. going to eventually lead to a heel faction, a heel bloodline, with with Paul Heyman as the manager? Hmm. I mean, I, I could see that. I just you'd have to you, when Jimmy comes back, get get him on board, which could be soon, right? Yeah, Roman Roman is listen. He doesn't need anybody, but I think in order to cement him as probably one of the greatest heels in SmackDown history, if he were to have Jimmy and Jay flanking him. Mm-hmm. With the tag titles, yeah. it would it would be a completely different look. Plus, yeah. all of, all the straps are blue, so it would make aesthetically very pleasing. Yes, absolutely. That'd be a good look. I, li- I like it. And I like then you, you or here's another thing I heard. Yes. Do you have Roman beat up every single member that he can physically find of his family leading up into WrestleMania? And then he fights the Rock. And then he faces the Rock. So well, how many? Wait, so he's gonna destroy like Tamina also? Like, what's he gonna do? Nah, like, no, no, just you know, Jacob Fatu comes in. <laughs> all the all the Fatus come in. By the way, <laughs> all the Fatus come in. Forgot to mention also, Rikishi. Riki- <laughs> break, break out his spear, spear to Rikishi. His old ass would break. Okay, <laughs> and then Jimmy and Jay give their dad a super kick. Uh, oh my god, you weren't there for us. <laughs> oh man, dude. Break it out, break it out. Uh, last thing I will mention before I I'm done. Um, the two security guards that were that came out to escort Sami Zayn. I was just about to say this. Sami Zayn. Uh, those were uh, Devon's Devon Dudley's sons. Devon Dudley's kids. Yep. Yeah. Which means that in approximately four to five years, 
they will <laughs> be tag team champions. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, it's it's inevitable. They will they will start at NXT uh, and move on uh, to uh, to tag camps. Um, Maybe they're in retribution. <laughs> Everybody's in retribution. It's Everybody's a, in retribution. It's a new NWO. NWO two point It really is. It's the, N, the new NWO. Everybody's in retribution. <laughs> Nobody uh, is not. And uh, the leader is. Uh, I'm still going to say the Miz. Anyway, um, that is our time. I'm everybody. still saying Dominic Dijakovic is the also because it's very fun to say <laughs> is the leader of retribution. Yeah, way too many syllables. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Sons of Slam. We hope you enjoyed. Please tell your friends and your family and your neighbors and your loved ones about it. Sons of Slam show on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I leave you. Speaking of which. Full disclosure, even though I did not like him, I have this on my playlist when I work out. Because it just gets me hyped. I did like him. And then I didn't like him because he was shoved down our throats. Right. And now all in on All in on this reigns, yes. And I'm I'm all I'm all in also for the uh the the marks just basically going completely ham and just going like uh crying hysterically about my, my reigns being being ruined and well, how could you do this, Reigns? It's like you're you're being a traitor. Um yeah, I'm all about it. Well, that being said, uh Shout out to the Bay, Bay Area represent. 49ers going to go all the way this year. We're on a revenge tour, and it is going to happen. We are the Sons of Slam. The 49ers are going to win. I don't even know who the fuck Chris roots for, but uh, shout out to Bay Area always. Let's go Niners. Let's go. You know what? Faith, I'm faithful to the Bay, brother. Just, just for you. Let's go Niners. Let's, let's go Niners, baby. Sons of Slam, hit us up on the Twitter. Till next time, peace out, everybody. Peace. Sons of Slam podcast.